Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I guess this is technically episode four of the Reddit Said It podcast. We have with us a very special guest today. We have Steve Newman, who is... uh, we in the agency refer to him as like the male version of Mo, who was in the first three episodes of the of the podcast. Anytime we have an on camera need for a very handsome, very well spoken dude, Steve's our guy. Um, so, Steve, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited to. You were a natural choice. You were you were as soon as we talked about having a dude on the podcast, um, everyone said Steve. Oh shucks! Thank you. Oh shucks! He oh, says. Shucks. He's a shy feller. He's just a super shy feller. Uh, Very, very smart, very, very funny dude who does great on on on-camera stuff. So uh, it was just a natural choice to have you on here. And we greatly appreciate it, sir. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, professionally assessing if somebody's an asshole. Yeah. So you know, I, I never would have thought that uh, that the gig I would have ended up in that I would have really excel again was uh, was assholery. Like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a professional assholer now. This just bumped to the top of my career choices. Yeah. I yeah. mean, on the resume, really think about where like uh, an asshole evaluator. Really would turn up there. I think uh, that sounds like something else. That's a probably different job. Pro- <laughs> a lot of school for that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so, so you put that on your resume, and somebody's like, "Are you a doctor? Are you? Or do you do you do like colonoscopies for a living?" Like, no, I'm a doctor of sorts. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. We don't we don't deal with physical assholes. Thank you very much. Uh, we deal with with. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Psychological assholes. Yeah, uh, figurative assholes. Figurative uh, assholes. Figurative. That's right. Okay, so here's how this goes. We have a few Am I the Asshole posts we're going to read. Uh, I'll read through them, and then we'll discuss if we think that they're the asshole or not. What I like to do is also take a look at what are the potential paths of, um, of solutions, if there are any there, and try to kind of help the OP, which means original poster, uh, on see the path to success here. Also see any dangers that lie ahead for them. Not that they're ever going to see this or hear this, uh, but just in case. We want to try to be as helpful as we can. Right. We're doing a public service. That's right. We're doing God's work. God's work here. Are we just going in and out of British accents the whole time? Uh, yeah. All right. I've, uh, al- I've always admired that about you. Can you can flow in and out of accents all you want. They. Uh, so the, the audience here is quite used to me using a Moira accent. I don't know if you've seen Moira. any of that. What's Moira? Moira Rose from uh, Schitt's Creek. Oh, I've watched a couple episodes, but I've never... Dude. I've never deep dove. So I, I know I need to. I it will. So, the acting is just so on point I, i've always loved you you do that like when we're shooting a lot too you'll just dip into an accent i, I don't control it. it it's I don't. it seems completely involuntary and I it love, is i love that about you i think it's indicative of multiple personalities moira is your other personality she's one of them that's good let's meet them all <laughs> i don't think we want to meet them all huh? there's a really pissed off russian in there that comes out sometimes when shit hits the fan and nobody wants him to show up here there's many assholes here coming out <laughs> Okay, here we go. Am I the asshole for asking, not insisting, that my boyfriend switch meals with me when I don't like what I've ordered at a restaurant? Using a throwaway account since I'm a founder and moderator of my city's subreddit and my boyfriend could easily see this. I've been friends with my boyfriend for years, actually together for about three months now. He's the sweetest guy and I know he's been seriously hurt in the past and I'm so happy we're finally clicking after being flirt buddies since MS. We are 25 now. 
Whenever we go out to eat, he always orders the most basic thing. 99% of the time, it's a cheeseburger plain, ketchup on the side with honey mustard to dip his fries. He actually loves exotic food, but he says that menus and making choices stresses him out, so he doesn't want to put thought into it. I love trying exotic things, and to me, that's the reason to go out to eat. To me, it's so exciting. My issue is... Things always look and sound better than they turn out. And I decide that I actually just want a burger. So usually I'll ask him if he'll switch with me and he always does and never complains. Most of the time he even says how good his food was. To me, it's a win for both of us. It gets him out of his comfort zone and we don't waste food. Last night, we both had to work really late. So we met up at a sports bar. They were having a calamari special, which sounded really good. Ooh, that does sound good. We should should do that. He ordered a cheeseburger as usual. I just wasn't feeling the calamari when it came out, so I asked if he'd switch with me. He said no. I asked him why not and said I didn't want it to go to waste. He said then you shouldn't have ordered it. I was like, excuse me? He then went into a tirade and said I treat him like a garbage disposal. He's a grown man. I'm being immature. Don't pin my crap on him, etc. I said it sounded like that was a rehearsed speech. He said maybe it was, since I insist on stealing his food every time we go somewhere. Joey doesn't share food! I started crying, and he said, don't start that bullshit with me. Here, have both meals, and he got up and walked out. He has not called or texted me, and it's 6 a.m., and I honestly thought he would call to apologize by now. I called my sister, and near quote, You're an asshole for waking me up at 5.30, and he's going to see you as asking as insisting. That's really crappy of you to put that pressure on him. And she basically hung up. Since she said it, am I the asshole? Okay, we have to discuss we have to discuss what we've read so far before we go into the update. What are your thoughts, Steve? <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind about this, but but I think we can pretty definitively say she is the asshole. I, I mean like I'm open to further discussion, but like I, I think it's pretty well settled. She's she's an asshole. It it sure seems like it. Now there are a couple of things that I think are worth noting. Number one, he orders food like a toddler. But she knows that and takes advantage That's of true. That. That's true. Now, okay, she knows that and takes advantage of that, but let's flip the script for a second. He knows that she's going to order something exotic and, and switch with him. That's nothing new. That's been a repeated, that, that's a pattern. So they both have a pattern that they both accepted. He orders boring shit because he's afraid. She orders exotic, exotic shit and... Most of the time swaps with him until now hasn't said anything. But do you think he really likes the exotic shit or do you think she just assumes he likes the exotic shit because he's always agreeable? You know, he's like, he wants to like please her and make her happy. So he's just like, okay, fine. I'll eat your calamari until now, until now. Right. It's all built up. And like she said, it was a rehearsed speech. Right. So, you know, what is it? Trauma is uh, trauma is the explosion of something that's happened to us right now, but has also happened many times before. Right. So he's probably been sitting on this for a hot minute waiting to lose his shit on her. So every time he's strapped to the toilet after eating something exotic, he's just rehearsing this script and building up in his mind. He's like, don't pull that bullshit on me. He ordered it, you f***ing Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. (laughs) I I think he's been angry about this for a while. Yeah, but... He didn't speak up about it. He let it build up, made her think that it was all okay. She's an asshole for doing it in the first place without asking his permission. I agree with that. But he's also partially responsible for this because he didn't speak up sooner. And and if you don't speak up sooner and you allow something to continue, you you create that behavior, right? Right. He allowed it, so he created that behavior. And then it happened enough to become a pattern. And then he spoke up about it. So if you don't speak up about something up front, you kind of lose the ability to get uber pissed off all at once. I feel like he had the right here to be like, no, you know what? I, we've done enough of this and, and no mas. I will not have your calamari. Uh, and please don't do this shit ever again. But instead, he unloaded. He was literally fed up. <laughs> or not. Yeah, or not. He just wanted his goddamn cheeseburger. <laughs> It's been six months and he hasn't had a goddamn cheeseburger because <laughs> he always gets stolen from him. His favorite food, and she just assumes it's because he's a toddler. Oh, okay. I think you make a good point. All right. So, is she the asshole? Yes, but also 
he's kind of the asshole here too, right? They both have to take ownership of their part in this, and he's not speaking up in the relationship. Correct. Saying what he needs. And she's assuming that everything's all good. You know what really gets me, like, take this one step further of her kind of being an asshole, is she made a call out kind of at the beginning about him being what did she say? Like being taken advantage of or hurt or traumatized or something like Let's that, like a whole bunch of different times. Let's see it. Uh, but, but, but he's the sweetest guy and I know he's been seriously hurt in the past. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. He's been seriously hurt in the past. So I'm happy. We're finally clicking. After well, being- I think we can assume that part of that means that if he allowed himself to get hurt, then he was probably either too giving or allowed too much to happen. And so so it's not that we can't assume it's the same situation, but a similar pattern. Right. And I think what gets me about that is she's recognizing that he's really sweet and has been really hurt in the past, which makes me think she's almost taking advantage of him a little bit and his naivety, his kindness, his people pleasing tendencies, his uh, tendency to fawn. Right. Um, and given to her needs. And so she has some level of awareness of that damage. And yet she's still instead of advocating for him and helping him speak up and make choices to try new exotic things, she's almost like forcing him to comply. And then also then like forcing him, forcing him to like, you know what I mean? Like he's forcing him to comply and then like taking advantage of it and like pushing him into the situation, which is like a double whammy. Right. That sucks. But she also thought she was helping him at least according to her post here. Yeah, that's like she a, that's a like win-win. A, that's he like a Thanos kind of thing. That's right. right. Like, like, that's true. That's just true. kill half of them, right? Like, get the calamari. You yeah. should be grateful. Yeah, you should be grateful. I've saved humanity. That's right. Okay, so I I feel like it's kind of a 60-40 split right now. Maybe 70-30. She's 70% the asshole. He's 30% the asshole. Right, yeah. I would say. She's the dirtier part of the asshole. If sure. he goes to therapy, I'll knock him down to 25%. Agreed. If he starts ordering something other than freaking plain cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. You think he gets condiments on it? Just, just on the side, on the side. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, Ordering, ordering things can be stressful and you go with what's, what's safe. But I mean, if, if that's what he really wanted to do and not take the exotic food, he should have spoken up about it earlier. Do we, do we need to reach a final conclusion? Not yet, because okay. we have an update to read. Oh, there's I more. think let's, okay. let's read but the wait, update. Yeah, okay, so here we go. Here's the update. Edited to add. Well, he called and didn't even let me get a word in. He said he needs a break, and that if he hasn't been happy in the first three months, then the relationship isn't for him. I guess you all are proved correct, and I'm the asshole, and now single asshole. So on the original Reddit post, I guess they came to the conclusion that she was the asshole for doing this, and, uh, and now he's... He's legitimately fed up. Yeah. He gone. He's gone. And I think he's been probably upset for a while. Kind of like, I think this reinforces that. I'm kind of proud of him here for standing up for himself. I think. But it's too late. It's too late. I think, but I do think he has to own that he didn't handle it well. And hopefully he grows from that experience. But I think he's he's right. If he's not happy in the first three months of the relationship, he's probably not going to be happy. But he's also not saying what he needs, which still makes him an asshole. Agreed. Or, or at least he's not aware of that he needs to do that. He obviously needs some practice enforcing boundaries, and this was a good test <clears> run. But the thing with enforcing functional boundaries is that you enforce them and the relationship continues. Right. It evolves from right. that. You, yeah. you would enforce a boundary that people can work with and that you can work with. You don't just sever everything. Severing isn't a boundary. That's, that's giving up. And I think, I mean, it, good for him for standing up for himself. Finally, he did it way too f-ing late. Well, he had to get to this like tipping point where he's so upset about it that he can't even keep his shit together. He's just like, it's, it's gone from being a nuisance to being contempt. Right. You know? And like at that point, it is kind of hard to come back from, but he's going to do this over and over again. And honestly, like it, unless one of them disrupts their cycle, like she's going to do it over and over again too. Like she, unless she's aware of that in a relationship, she's just going to keep taking advantage of the same type of people. Hopefully this has been the disruption and the pattern for them. Yeah. Hopefully they're seeing this video right now. I'm, we're talking to you. That's right. Time to change. Listen, okay? calamari girl, cheeseburger yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's like a, like a comic book I don't want to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From makers of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Cheeseburger Boy and Calamari Girl. Calamari Girl. <laughs> Do the bluey, uh, the bluey octopus. <laughs> okay, so the shit part here is that, number one, you know, the more I think about him ordering very basic food, maybe that could be a behavioral thing. I mean, he could be on the spectrum. It could be like a crippling anxiety thing. We don't know what causes him to do that, but if he feels strongly about it enough to, to end a relationship over. So uh, she thought she was helping him. Turns out she wasn't. He should have spoke up early. It may still be savable because they were friends before, but there needs to be a lot of communication about what happened and what she thought she was doing and what he thought he was doing. And they were friends before, and that's the one thing that gives them hope for getting past this and at least being friends afterward. Yeah, and therapy. And therapy, yeah, therapy would probably be good for both of them. Um, him getting as anxious about ordering things as he does, probably more so him, just in general. Um, if he hasn't yet identified what is the reason for that, if he has already and he's just learning to to live with it, then cool. Um, but there's something there that probably needs work, uh, or it will continue to inhibit his ability to have relationships throughout life. You think so? Like the cheeseburger thing? Not just, it's not just the cheeseburger thing. It's if he experiences that level of anxiety about ordering food, relationships are stressful. Right, right. And you have to make choices that are stressful in relationships. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to devil's advocate on this guy here really quick. So I think like, what if, what if she's blowing that out of proportion? What if the guy is just likes cheeseburgers and that's comfortable and safe for him? Like I, I, I have a, I have plenty of like slightly neurotic things that I could probably spend some time working through in therapy, but they're just like things that I think are generally harmless. They may point to a, a larger issue, but like the thing in itself, if it, it's like, okay, I, I have to do enough complicated things in my life. Maybe I just want the ease of just ordering a cheeseburger and not having to think about that. And I'm perfectly happy with the cheeseburger, right? It's entirely possible. It's totally speculative. Sorry. Not, 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 not relevant. Here, all probably. of this is speculative. Well, it, that's yes, all we right. can do. We have the words up here in this post, if, and that's all we give. If we're we, if we're we would, assuming the rest of their lives. If we were two flies on the wall sitting in the room of Calamari Girl and Cheeseburger Boy, yeah. we'd have a totally different view. I'd viewpoint. probably ask for an autograph. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you'd have a hard time grabbing the pen because of <laughs> the little squiggly calamari, <laughs> calamari hands. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna come back in just a minute and read another story. Um, I think our our well, what is our verdict on this? Have you have you changed from where we were before, like a seventy five twenty, or was like a 70-30? I think the ruling on this is ultimately complicated. Okay, I think I am I'm going to say one hundred percent that in this particular situation, they're both kind of being assholes, right? She's an asshole primarily for assuming that he doesn't want to switch food or for assuming that he would want to switch food and losing losing her cool. Like, I mean, she kind of lost it on him over him not wanting to switch. Like, she expected that he would just do that. Right. That's not cool. But then he also reacted and he's responsible for his own actions and that in his own emotional response. So in the particular situation, they were both being an asshole think they both need to evaluate like how they approach a situation like that in a relationship because that will continue to be a pattern and a problem for them for the duration of their lives i think it's also difficult to say like that they're both conclusively assholes you know like they might be perfectly wonderful people outside of not being able to communicate well in a relationship right you know well and, and we have we have situational assholes here i think right. that's where we're at um his they're both responsible for their actions he's also responsible for his inaction yes for not speaking up sooner and hopefully i mean ultimately i think they both were trying to do the right thing so none of them are the neither are the asshole and they're both the asshole at the same yeah. time yeah so i think it's kind of a 50 50 split now at least in my mind but yeah uh but it is savable and i think that's that's the cool part here they were friends before so they 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 knew how to communicate when they were flirt buddies um so <laughs> Hopefully they can talk past this and actually, you know, at least be friends, maybe then flirt buddies again, maybe then dinner pals again, but now they know how to communicate. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think we've solved this for them. We, we did. You're we welcome. Boy, that's Inspector Gadget. 
if you guys get married, you have to invite us to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah? I'm okay. down. All right. Okay. Dusty Thunder and I need a nickname. <laughs> you got to be like Stevie. Dusty Thunder and Stevie. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it, it, it rhymes. That name's already taken. I, I like it. No, I no. I like it. <laughs> I think it's great. I Dusty Thunder and Stevie there. Wonder here. <laughs> here. We'll be right back. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Are we ready for the next one? Round two. Let's Are we ready it. for the next I'm asshole ready. evaluation? I'm ready. Am I the asshole for finding my boyfriend's, 25 male, alarms rude? Let me start off by saying I, 24 female, completely understand that some people need multiple alarms to wake up. What I don't understand is why his start an hour and a half before he even has to wake up. They're all set for a half hour apart each, but he ends up just snoozing the alarm anyway, so I hear it go off every 15 minutes from 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. I am a light sleeper. I wake up with the first alarm and have to nudge and try to wake up my boyfriend because he doesn't actually wake up to the alarms. He will snooze the alarm and goes right back to sleep. Then 15 minutes later, it's the same thing all over again. I've even run experiments. If I ignore the alarms and don't wake him up, he sleeps through them all and ends up late anyway. This morning, I couldn't go back to sleep after hearing the alarms at 5.30, 5.45, and 6 a.m. I got up and decided to start my day. As I exited the bedroom, I muttered something about how his alarms are rude. Boyfriend asked if I thought he was asleep, and I told him, either way, the thought remains. He got up and has been getting ready for the day in silent anger since. Oh, so this was like... What she posted, like she just like this just happened, and she walked straight to the computer and posted this on Reddit. Like he, they haven't even had like hours to to like communicate and calm down from this. It was like the heat of the moment. They could have, they could probably. It's probably not the right time to have the conversation. Probably not. If this was a jury selection, I would have to dismiss myself right now. Probably. Would you? Wait. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> wait a second. We, we, we need more info uh, here, Steve. Okay. I, I have some practical advice for this guy at some point in time. Like I really, I really do. Cause I, I've, I've been this guy. Are you a sometimes, sometimes I am the snoozer at this point in my life. Still, it's a struggle for me that I deal with at times. So, um, yeah, you, you go ahead and lead us into this. I'd love you're, to, I would love to. Yourself. I would love to hear your thoughts, Dusty, uh, before I speak on this matter, and then maybe I can offer some practical feedback. Yeah. So we <clears> determined that uh, that Stevie Wonder here is a is an alarm snoozer. I understand where they're both coming from here because, like the first story we read, what he's used to right now is waking up to her waking him up, not waking up to his alarms. She's created a pattern with him where he becomes, he's dependent on her waking him up and she's done it. Right. So that's, that's his routine. Now he keeps setting the alarms, allowing it to happen, basically putting the responsibility of waking him up on her. The alarm is not to wake him up at this point. It's to wake her up so she can wake him up. That's shitty. Is he, is he not waking up from it at all? No. So the experiment that she ran was that she didn't wake him up. And didn't snooze the alarms, and he just, just right through him. Yeah. Well, this guy needs to get another alarm clock from one, like one of those ones that screams at you. Yeah. Or one of the ones, or just set your, assuming you that you're using your phone as an alarm, set it on the other side of the room, so you have to physically get up and walk over there. But if she wants this to change, it's going to take some effort on everyone's part. And I'm understanding that she's never actually said anything about this either. Till so now. like, this is kind of one of those things where you're letting it build up and become contempt. Right. And then she's finally like, there's no way when she addressed this with him, she did it in a gentle way. Right. Like 
she was kind of probably being an a-hole about it at the time that she approached it. Although well, she didn't even approach it. She walked by and muttered something under her breath. Right. The, the passive aggressive approach. Yes. Right? Let me be, leave a passive aggressive post-it note on your phone. Yes. Right. Oh, it'd be really nice if these dishes clean themselves, you know, like, you know, Oh, I love how you put your laundry by the hamper all the time. What's right? the point of this alarm? Yeah. What's the point of it? Uh, she needed to say something probably sooner than the moment where she like ran to the computer to defend herself. That's probably. the weird part for me is yeah. that, I mean, she's not confrontational. I semi disagree with that statement because I think oh. passive aggressive people are still confrontational. Just not in a confrontational way. They do it in a cowardly way. Right. Yes. Yes. It's still confrontational. Yeah, it, exactly. It's still, it's still it's, a confrontation. You're just, you're creating more of a, a back end scheming buildup to it. And this is part of the evidence for that. Instead of, you know, walking in there and, and having the conversation, she spilled her guts on Reddit to ask a bunch of other people if she was, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, asshole. An asshole. <laughs> if she was an asshole. If she was an asshole, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's on your shirt, yeah. I think. <clears throat> oh, there, there it is. Right there. Oh, asshole on your shirt. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Okay. All right. So like, let's flip this around to a sort of like a, like a positive cognition here though. Right. So you said like passive aggressive people aren't confront, they are confrontational, right? Just like in this passive aggressive way. And I think we could look at that as like this really like a double negative thing, right? Like you're, you're extra bad because you're confrontational, but you can't confront somebody. So I think you've got somebody that can identify. That's probably a good thing, right? So that's, that's something maybe to be celebrated and built upon like a little step stool to like get you up to the sink to brush your teeth until you're like a big boy and can brush your teeth, right? Like at least you're going through the series of experiencing the emotions that are upsetting you and you can identify that enough to be a passive aggressive person. So, you know, she's like two notches away from being able to communicate effectively, which, you know, let's make, let's make the positive thing, right? Doesn't it, doesn't it take more effort to be passive aggressive than to confront someone? Though? I think it's a learned behavior, right? Like if you it's grow true. up in a, like you're in your family of origin, you grow up in this situation where people don't communicate clearly you learn to feel a certain way, but then maybe not express it. Right. And it can feel really hard to do that. So like, at least she knows that she's feeling a certain way right. about it, but then she's not a, she's got to change the pattern. Like, okay, I feel a certain way about it. I need to say something about it before I like have to mutter to him while he's on the way to the bathroom when he's clearly already slept through 17 alarms and he's not probably in the best mood. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> First thing in the morning is the terrible is a terrible time to express yourself to your loved one. Number one, hi honey, let's start a fight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are you awake? I'm ready for battle. <laughs> Wake up! I want to kick your ass. <laughs> that's a terrible time to mutter or do anything. Like just just keep it to yourself in the morning because hey, no honey, one's thinking clearly. Honey, do you want to talk about the bills? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a problem. I want to talk to you about the problem just, is you. <laughs> I was just going through our Amazon account and I noticed some very disturbing things. This is, this is it's a difficult situation because uh, he's been conditioned into it. She's been conditioned into being passive aggressive, as you say. She is communicating her feelings. She's just communicating it in the wrong direction. She's communicating her feelings and explaining herself to Reddit instead of her loved one. Whenever that that she's got to learn how to have that conversation. And if she had told him all of this, all of it. They probably would have reached some kind of solution. Maybe wait 15 minutes because he just woke up and he's trying to scramble and get ready. Or maybe, maybe wait till this evening. Maybe we need to go into his corner for a minute and like break down his perspective. Sure. Right. Should we? Okay. So you said you used to be that way. Tell me about that. As a single dude. Yeah. Okay. I, Why were you that way? Do you know? Like, can you identify that? I was probably just exhausted. Right. Like, it's just like, I was all over. Well, I, <laughs> I've, I've been in the position where I had to start, like, putting an alarm on the other side of the room. So it actually started waking me up. Like, those, you have to have some self ownership in, in, you have to own your own actions, right? We've talked right. about that before. So yep. he, he is responsible for waking himself up. However, he hasn't had to face that responsibility yet because she's been waking him up for him. So I, I, I understand where he's coming from. And, and ultimately here, I think it's just a matter of like, he got used to something because it was just happening that way. I don't think he's choosing to sleep through alarms. He snoozes them. 
So he's got to be responsible enough to put it on the other side of the room, or she needs to put that alarm on the other side of the room for him to break that behavior. Right. He needs to, I think he's got some behavioral challenges here probably. Cause like, I think when you were doing that, so where I was kind of going with that, did you ever do that and then have like the best day ever sleep through? Yeah. Like you're snoozing your alarm uh, like 15 times. No, because it's like you, you somewhere in your brain, you had a goal. Like you knew you wanted to get up. You went to bed and you were ambitious and you're like, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. today. I'm going to crush this day. So, and said started with failure. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Immediately you failed like six times in a row. And so then you feel like a piece of shit. Right. And so then you're like snoozing your alarm. And like by the fifth one, you're like, screw it. I'm a piece of shit. Like, I'm, I'm never going to not even I'm, get up today. Well, yeah, nobody needs me. I'm worthless. I can't even wake up to an alarm. So from a functional perspective, like practical standpoint, this guy probably needs some tools to be able to like, cause he's probably not living like not to be cliche, but his best life here. Right. He's probably like living in a lot of shame and self abuse. And he's probably struggling with, I'm honestly, he's probably got some like ADHD or something, right? Like something that's prohibiting him from being able to kick his executive function into full gear. And then there's this like, boatloads of shame that like, and I can relate to that on a personal level. Right. So like I've been this guy, sometimes I still am this guy, like on my, on my not best days. Right. And I think that there's just so much shame in that in in feeling like, okay, I, I have goals, I'm ambitious, but today I don't feel like I'm worthy. And I think that can be a really challenging place to be. And I know for me, I was pretty late in life when I, I was diagnosed with ADHD and like, I just kind of, I never really grew up in a place where we talk about things and like we identify our problems and then work towards resolving them. You just shoved them deep down. We're from the Midwest. We shove them under the rug. Okay. We we don't have depression here. Okay. You're fine. (laughs) Suck it up, boy. Have a biscuit. Right. Oh, okay. A little ranch to to drown away my (laughs) tears. And, but like, so I was, I had internalized so much of that shame. And like, for me finding out, like finally being told like, oh yeah, you know what? You're right. You do have ADHD. That was like super validating for me where it was like, oh, that's, these are challenges for a lot of, it's not just me yeah. that feels this way. Right. There's so this, a reason for things. Yes. I don't think this dude just wants to snooze his alarm six times every day. He probably freaking hates himself. There's, for it, <laughs> right. There's a reason. There is yeah. a reason for it. There is a reason for it. But he's got to get to a point where he he's does something get about to it. it. He's got to fix it. And choosing to put that off on her is a very shitty thing to do. So right, we have another 50-50 asshole situation here, man. I think people are just complicated. I don't think anybody's being an asshole on purpose here. I think they're. he's being an asshole for not being more considerate of her feelings. And she's being an asshole for not expressing that this is something that doesn't feel good for her. And like... On some level, she has to know that this is not something he's doing, like setting out to hurt her. Right. Right. Like, and so she can't possibly think like he's just doing this. To, he's doing this because he like hates me. He right. just wants my day to suck. Well, so she, he's like, he says it six times just to piss me. Off. He, he's not doing that. And she probably doesn't think that or she probably would have left him already. Right. Well, she's also facilitating part of this behavior, too, by doing what she's done to this point and waking him up instead of helping him learn how to make his alarms wake him up. Yes. 50-50 assholes. 50-50 assholes. But I, I think they're like, again, like just a couple notches away from like being able to resolve their issues and just not be assholes. It's communication. That's it. It's communication. Like, simple communication right here could solve the whole thing. And basically what she came and said to Reddit, she just needs to say to him. And he needs to be willing to solve the problem. That's it. Yeah, and... I also don't love that, again, to tie back to this, I don't love that she came straight to Reddit. Although she is looking for validation of her feelings one way or the other, which I can understand that, right? Like, we don't know how she grew up. Like, we don't know what her story was like. And so we don't know what she was told was right and wrong and sure. how you're supposed to feel and all those kinds of things. I, I tell you what, though, I think in a relationship now there are all kinds of situations where i think looking for validation and even in relationships like explaining a story and getting an outside opinion makes sense however if you are seeking outside validation in a relationship before having the conversation to your your significant other yeah you're you're choosing failure that is a recipe for disaster yeah and and you're also like you're also caught up in some form of pride or like self-righteousness, right? Like she wants to be proven right to know that her, like 
that may be the case. Like, we're, I'm assuming that, right? But like, I think anytime you're kind of seeking that outside validation, you have made up your mind that you're the good guy in the story, and you just want someone else to reinforce that, right? Like, I don't, maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's also like the first step down a very dangerous path where if you have to turn outside of your relationship to get something you need from a relationship, what else are you going to turn outside of that relationship for? Right. Right. That you've got to learn how to communicate, how to solve your problems, how to move forward and not be seeking those things from outside of the relationship. And at this point, she's just looking for ammo. And how would you like to be this dude who 15 minutes from them from then is like is hit with with her marching in saying there are 87 people on Reddit who already agree with me. Oh, my God. How would you like (laughs) to be that guy and be like, well. The first time hearing about this is when you muttered something walking by 15 minutes ago. I'm already late. And now what you've posted this on Reddit. What? Yeah. Wow. This that was probably not the right move to find a solution and move move to a health healthier spot in your relationship. I'm going to go ahead and say that much. I'll tell you that much for free. Yeah. You know what? I think they need therapy. A wake up call. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Like, like like an alarm. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, the dad jokes are very important that here, was, man. That was a that was a party foul. <laughs> no, not in this world. In this world, it's 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 smiled upon. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip I'm gonna flip my own perception on this because I I think we kind of started to go down a road where we basically called this person an asshole for reaching out to Reddit for advice. Not necessarily. I, I'm going to backtrack on that yeah, yeah. because I because I think I, so. I I have to kind of check myself on that because like I don't think that holistically applies. And really, I don't know that that applies in this situation either. Cause again, I don't know. I don't know the relationships that this person has in their life beyond this significant sure. other situation where they clearly have some communication issues to work through. So maybe not another confidant to reach out to. And then for that, I applaud them for going to Reddit as a source. Right? Cause I think if you don't have other resources, then that's maybe the best We're talking to someone. To yes. yes. Talk to someone. Yeah. Talk to someone. Sure. Right. Like maybe, you know, a, a good therapist again, I'm going to make a plug for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's but good. I think that the problem with number and, and, and again, posting on Reddit, there is absolutely nothing wrong no. in, in a ton of situations. I feel like this should have still posted, been posted to Reddit but not before talking to him about it. And maybe if she was looking for advice about how to talk to him about it, that'd be a different thing, but it sure feels like she's just looking for, for validation. You're right. So that she can take that to him as ammo and further an argument. And that feels like the wrong play to me. Maybe, but also like, again, like if she just needed a sounding board and it's better than like going and having a confrontational conversation with him before you're cooled down and ready. Cause this is obviously like still fresh and emotionally very charged. fresh. So maybe like having the wisdom to say like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to an unbiased source to, to see if my feelings are valid or not and see if maybe I'm in the wrong here. So point out my blind spots. So I feel like the trick to that working is that if, if commenters were truly trying to be helpful and coming from a good place, then, then that theory would be would hold true. I think the danger is that you don't know that the person who's commenting isn't just trying to see your world burn down, right? Like right. they're not vested in that. They have no skin in the game when it comes to that. So it's a lot easier, and it's really easy for us to throw out ideas and recommendations and call people an asshole because we're not bought into that relationship either. But I feel like if passing advice to her that she's actually going to take an act on. She has to be careful to make sure that that aligns with what her, whatever her goal is here. And I, I guess that's it. We don't know what her goal is. We don't know if it's to further an argument or to solve the problem. If it's to solve the problem, great. You did the right thing. Go communicate now. If it was just to gain ammo for an argument, then it ain't the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like uh, actionable things like obviously needs to, have a conversation with her significant other. Wait till he's out of the shower. Yeah, probably. wait till he's out of the shower and maybe he's like worked like off the grogginess a little bit. But she needs to express to him how that makes her feel not considered or, you know, what how however that needs to be expressed. But like, yeah, that needs to that needs to be conveyed to him so he can 
choose to take that feedback and do something with it as opposed to like little passive aggressive jabs on the way to the shower after he's already probably yeah. like hating himself. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Something to the effect of do you want to role play here? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> so <clears throat> here's what I'm feeling and here's what I'm seeing happen. And I really need you to figure out how to wake up when your alarm goes off. Listen, it's like really hard for me sometimes to wake up in the morning. Okay. And you've been like letting me do that for a long time. Just f- do it. Okay. When you say it like that, <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel like you're attacking me. Okay. If that alarm goes off again, I am going to f- attack you. <laughs> you already failed three times this morning when your alarm went off and you didn't get up. Don't fail again. <sighs> you want to go to Red Lobster? <laughs> <laughs> They're having a special on calamari. <laughs> calamari special and cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so this is another situation where, like, it's just it's legit just communication, and everyone's the asshole, and no one's the asshole at the same time. They just need to learn how to communicate with each other. I would, I would issue caution to her when getting advice from complete strangers. Like us. Yeah. Dusty Thunder and Stevie Wonder. Don't take anything we say seriously. Not therapists at large. Not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful. Sorry. We're just, we're just funny. I heard something really um, insightful one time. I'm going to share this because I think this is cool. I heard from a therapist. When you're having a conversation with someone where you're confronting something like this, be really careful of not making you statements, right? So like for me to say like, you you keep doing this thing, mm-hmm. right? But instead, like, make it about how it made you feel. It can really change the dynamic of how the confrontation comes across. So if I was like, you keep licking that microphone like you want to get up in my business, right? As opposed to, like, when you lick that microphone like that, you make me feel spicy, <laughs> right? Like, that's a much less confrontational or much less aggressive way of oh, yeah. saying that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it, like, it takes it, 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 it takes it away from, like, me accusing you of the thing to me just saying like, Hey, this is how I felt in that situation. And then if you care about me, you can choose to do what you want to do with that. And if you don't care about me, then like you can go to hell you bitch. <laughs> There's those use you. Right. So I, I, I completely understand. And yeah. it, if the goal is to get someone to just understand your perspective. And in most cases that is the true goal to get other people to understand where you're coming from then that approach makes perfect sense. Just saying, like, tell them how you feel. That's it. And and do it without accusing people of anything. Just tell them how how you feel and what you're frustrated with and why. And, you know, he should do the same. And if they both did that, if instead of instead of coming to the computer and tippity tapping this uh, this post on here or phone or whatever, um, and talking to him, they probably could have gotten past this quickly. However, the fact that she did probably means they haven't developed that skill of communicating that well yet. So I'm glad she did because it gives us the opportunity to say, hey, communicating through this may feel scary and tough, but it's not difficult. It is literally just explaining to someone how you feel and why. There's so much we don't know here, but it feels like it feels like this would be an easy one to overcome from it for an outsider. So. I don't eat fish anymore. Fish are friends, not food. Was that your voiceover? In the movie? In the actual film. 100%. 100%. I mean, I would have been like 10 years old at the time. <laughs> but yes. Okay. I don't know. Was that Finding Nemo? I don't even know. Were you, uh, you, could, you were 10 years old when Finding Nemo came no, out? No, we got to figure out. When did Finding old? Nemo come out? Finding... Nemo. Well, it had to be pretty old because I feel like Ellen DeGeneres still had free time. I don't think she. <laughs> 2003. Does anymore. Okay, I wow. wasn't 10. I was um. Oh dear God, I was 21. Oh shoot, I was 10. I was 10. <laughs> Were you really? I was no. Yes. No. 
No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was, I was, I was 15 and bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that changed. Uh, All right, here we go. Okay. Am I the asshole for not going to my sister's birthday party because she refused to apologize for ruining my reputation? That sounds heavy. I need a lot more details. Yeah. <laughs> Just based on that statement right there, what do you think? Uh, it's a strong opener, but I'm leaning towards she's an asshole, Jerry. <clears throat> uh, I'm leaning toward not an asshole because reputation is a very important thing. I think it's weird that she's like... How old is her sister? Like, there's a lot more context that needs to be had here. Is her sister yeah. eight? I feel like this might be uh, a story about the Kardashians. Yeah. And my sister is like, she ruined my reputation. She said I got butt cheek implants, and that's not true. <laughs> she cost me like 30,000 Insta followers. Insta followers. <laughs> okay, here we go. I, female 28, have a younger sister, Jody, female 23. Okay. Not the Kardashians. Mm. So Jody is a single mom. She has a daughter, female six. I frequently help her out by picking up my niece from school and babysitting for a few hours for free so that Jody can work. Jody lives with our parents and a boyfriend, male 26, who she's been seeing for a couple of months. Wait, she lives, so the boyfriend lives with her parents too. Jody lives with our parents. Got it. Okay, so Jody lives with her parents and her six-year-old daughter. And the boyfriend. And the boyfriend. Apparently. What's his name? That's important. We need to give him a name. Right now his name Jeff. is just male 26. Jeff. Male, okay. Jeff. Male Jeff works. Jody and Jeff. In early October at one point, Jody accused me of using the family computer in our parents' home to go on a gambling website and sign up with our mom's debit card while I was babysitting. I told Jody that's not true at all and asked her why on earth she would think that. Jody explained that money was disappearing from our mom's bank account and that she checked the computer's browsing history and that gambling websites came up. I think we know where this is going. How do we know it wasn't the six-year-old? I think... <laughs> Six-year-olds, like, split them. Yeah. <laughs> All in. <laughs> Yo, y'all take crypto? <laughs> to be honest, I was kind of offended that Jody would think I'd do something like that. I've never had a gambling problem, and I've never stolen from anyone. I told Jody that's awful, but it wasn't me who did it. She didn't believe me and went ahead and told a load of our extended family that I was apparently stealing our mom's money to go on gambling websites. And now they all think I'm a horrible person. And many of them have blocked me on Facebook. Holy shit. Anyway, the next week, Jody got back in touch with me. She said that she found a gambling website on her boyfriend's phone and connected the dots. And he admitted that it was him who was stealing her mom's money and going on gambling websites. We figured that out in like four seconds. I actually still thought it was the kid, but... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been, that was my second guess. Could have been the guess. kid working with the boyfriend. It could have been a, a whole scheme. Yeah. However, Jody refused to apologize to me for jumping to conclusions and basically ruining my reputation with our extended family. Sure, I never speak to them anyway, but it's still a terrible reputation to have, especially when it's undeserved. Jody said that it's my own fault because I apparently acted guilty and said that I got too defensive when she accused me. Later in October was Jody's birthday, and she had a big party with our extended family. I decided to give Jody her gifts a couple of days before, but refused to go to the party. I didn't want to go because I didn't want to deal with all the questions and judgment, and I was still really angry at Jody for not even apologizing for what she did. My parents are understanding, but Jody said I'm an asshole for not attending her party, and that if I'm going to be that way, then I shouldn't bother being a part of the family, and accused me of being petty. Well, uh... Jody likes to accuse of things. Just that's what she does. She just walks around accusing people of random shit. Apparently, do we know the Do we know the writer's name? Jody's the we sister. Don't. She never we, said that. We don't know Op's name. Okay, Op, Op, Jeff, and Jody. <laughs> Op, What's, Jeff, and Jody. And the kid is. We'll just call the kid F six. F six. I think yeah. I'm fine with that. That yeah. sounds like a name for a kid that would steal credit cards and gamble away her grandma's life savings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she she grew up in a. An alphanumeric prison. So. She's in the joint. I mean, if I uh, stole my mom's credit card, <laughs> my grandma's credit card, and I went on a gambling site, racehorses, that's my thing. <laughs> they call me <Yeah>. F6. <laughs> they call me F6. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I have a lot of, I have a lot of questions, really, more than anything at this point. What are your thoughts? I always have a lot of questions that I immediately let go of because I know we'll never yeah, know. Yeah. So just try to use what we have here. Did you read anything about the ASCON scale that we use? 
ASCON scale? The no, ASCON scale. I, I didn't see anything about that. Now's a great time to Do we bring have a it up. Chart or something? Well, I haven't designed it yet, but basically, yes. Okay. Um, so there, there's basically ASCON one, which is the word <laughs> through four. And ASCON one is, you know what? I've got a keep note with this stuff on it. So oh my god. Let's, ASCON uh, one. Yeah. Here we go. ASCON levels, the the new scale of assholery. ASCON one is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON two is definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON three is you probably should have approached that differently. And ASCON four is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. Mm, okay. There are levels of assholery here. Okay. All right. So What's your initial impression? My on initial impression. ASCON one through four. OP doesn't even register on the ASCON scale. Uh, sister Jody is ASCON one. I, I think my, you know, I, I agree with that. My only big question, and I, I'm realizing that I'm not having a great grasp on the family dynamic here. So it's hard for me to piece it. Their life is clearly a lot more interesting than mine. Okay. I would love to be at their Thanksgiving dinner. If you, if, oh my God, if this was you, please invite me. I will buy the plane ticket. As long as you there. didn't have to be involved in the drama. Right. It, just as an observer. Yeah. Sure. If anyone tells extended family who who someone's not close with, and we don't even know if Jody the sister was close with them or if she just wanted to spray shit just to spray shit, the extended family should not have believed it. Whatever she said was convincing enough. But number one, how big of a dumbass do you have to be not to at least consider that it could have been the boyfriend first and just right. immediately throw your sister on the, under the bus? Then how big of a biznatch do you have to be to not just assume it, but walk that to extended family and be like, oh, this is the gospel truth. And then how big of an ask on one asshole do you have to be to after finding out that you were wrong, not try to make that right with the extended family and undo the damage that you have done? She's got the asshole trifecta here. You're right. Yeah. I, I think Jody's ask on one. I mean, I, for sure. I, and, I, and I'm I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here in several ways, but I still think Jody's ask on one. I don't know how this plays out that Jody's not ask on one, but I, I also am struggling to understand how um, the OP. I think it's difficult for me to think like that the extended family really would believe this story unless you'd given them some reason to believe that you would do something like that, right? Like that's a pretty hearty accusation. It is. Well. <laughs> Did you hear about Dave? He's a drug kingpin. Like, what? Apparently, oh, we better block him on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. Phil. Yeah, remove him. That's what we do to family members that mm. we want to excommunicate. We Ch just mm. yep. send them off into the Facebook jail. Do you think they changed the family member status first? They were just like, <laughs> not cousins anymore. <laughs> I don't even know them. Here pretty soon you're going to be able to remove people from your will on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're in court, and they're like, um, we're looking at the estate uh, of uh, Gerald B. Billingsley. Um, it appears that you were not listed as family, so you've um, court has decided that you were not entitled to the estate. But I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> uh, okay. See yourself out. Bailiff? <clears throat> uh, it's, so the parents are, are a big question mark here, because if... Jody became convinced of that. Surely she told the parents as well. We don't know how the parents reacted. We don't know if they then had an issue with OP, right? Who was their daughter. Okay, that's a great point. So why did why would mom not intervene on this, right? So like, if, if you're, okay, all right. So maybe your sibling would do this to you, but your sibling goes to your mom and is like, yo, Dusty Thunder stole your credit card and has been racing horses online, spent all your money. Your mom would be like, well, yeah, Dusty probably do that. But like in general, I don't know. I think it's hard to think. I think I'm, I want to give the OP a, the benefit of the doubt here, but I have some concerns about these accusations sticking. Someone lit the torch and grabs the pitchforks to hand out to the extended family member to lead that rebellion, right? Party, party favor pitchforks. It could have been Jody or it could have been mom. Because OP never mentions how the parents reacted to that happening. They, she, she brings the parents, so she mentions the parents in the beginning, says that they got stolen from, doesn't mention them until sister has found out it was the boyfriend and there's the whole party thing and the parents said that she was justified for not going and for being angry. That's all we know about them. We don't know how they reacted. So we don't know if mom is like, oh, OP stole from us. Spread it through the family and tell them to start blocking on Facebook now. They, 
we don't know how she reacted at all. And apparently it wasn't in a bad way, because if it wasn't a bad way, I feel like OP would have mentioned it, right? So mom and mom and dad are just kind of Switzerland and everything. And here's something that may provide further evidence in that direction. Jody, her daughter, and her boyfriend were living there. If they are are pushovers and having that boyfriend live there who ended up stealing from them, then they're probably pushovers on a lot of things. So they probably didn't have a strong opinion. So I, I think that means that if she didn't have a strong opinion, she probably didn't light the torch. They just, with the just, extended just family. roll with it. They're just like crucifying. Yeah, they're like, oh, daughter. that sucks. And then they're like, oh, it was actually the boyfriend. And they're like, oh, that's good. It's, also, it's, it sucks. Well, you, you made the point earlier on that, like, how did we not suspect the boyfriend immediately, right? He is the obvious choice. He's living there. Right. For, I mean, so many reasons. Like, he's uh, he's probably the obvious choice, even if he doesn't live there, right? Like, who's most likely to have been the, you know, who's yeah. Colonel Mustard yeah. in the library with a candlestick? It's the boyfriend, probably. We don't know him. Every we time. We dislike him. He's bad. But I, I think, like, there's so little credibility to it being the OP. I just don't understand how with all those factors stacked in her favor, like the extended family believed that story enough to just be like, Oh my God, you stole your mother's money. You criminal. She's at it again. Block her again, Jerry. Classic OP. You're right. And there also wasn't a lot of effort on OP's part to clear her name. Right. She was just pissed that Jody didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, and that makes me, I I don't know. I want to give you OP. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt so much, but I have concerns that this story caught legs so easily and that you didn't take more drastic measures to defend yourself that I don't, I don't know. Even now, even now she, she could have said, I'm demanding that Jody walk this back to everyone that she told, including the extended family members. But she didn't demand that from her. She just is pissed and didn't go to the party. If like, if we could if we could put OP in a little concrete room, serve her a cold cup of coffee, and shine a light in her face and do good cop, bad cop, I would feel a lot more confident about our final conclusion. Yeah. yeah. So so we basically don't have a final conclusion. Hmm. I mean, it's it, there are too many unknowns for us to say. I think we can go with that. Jody is definitely an ask con one asshole. That's like the stinkiest, most freaking hemorrhoid riddled asshole you could be. Uh, and we don't know about OP because there are some things that just don't line up about the story to this point. I think even if facts of the story are being represented with some liberties, I think we still can pretty well conclude that Jody is at least Ascon two, probably Ascon one. I would almost want to think like Opie has removed herself from the family a little bit. And maybe that was like a conscious, healthy choice for her because you know what? We have a lot of pressure. Like society puts a lot of pressure on people to be a part of your like biological family, whether or not that's good for you. Right. And maybe, maybe even more so like in the Midwest, like I oh, take care of your parents and like please them and honor their will and all of that. And like, I get it. Like I have kids and I, I sure hope they love me someday, but I hope it's, by their own volition. I mean, my kids love me now, but I hope they continue to love me as they grow older. Someday they'll and love someday me. they'll love me if I just give them enough charms, blow so, pops. They'll finally love me. Someday they'll understand someday. why I am the way I am. Um, I think my kids love me. I hope they love me. Um, but I hope they continue to love me as adults, and I hope that's by their own volition. But like, we do have a lot of societal pressure to be a part of like our nuclear family, whether or not it's a healthy dynamic or not. And I think that creates a lot of confusion and complicated feelings for people. Um, and we put a lot of pressure on people to do those things. So maybe Opie has sort of chosen to remove herself from this family to an extent. And so maybe she is sort of the black sheep. Maybe she's questioning some of these unhealthy patterns within the family. Because again, like a family that suddenly believes that somebody that's part of the family stole a credit card and gambled away grandma's life savings has some big concerns for me. That yep. That's a believable story. Right. So I don't know what kind of family dynamic this is, but I, I would have so many questions that if you accused my cousin of doing that, I would be like, I would not be inclined to immediately crucify them. Right. But OP and all of this, 
never fought for herself. That's the concerning part. Like, number one, yeah, the extended family just accepted that it was the gospel truth without verifying it with her and just acted on it. But she didn't fight for it either. She's just like, yeah, what the fuck ever. Well, and maybe that's like, maybe that's a whole other good point here is that maybe don't let this bother you. I mean, and because, if, okay, if you truly, if the OP truly is innocent in this, right? And you can self-reflect and reach the conclusion that you really haven't done anything to have these people in your life believe that you're capable of this. If you've not given them a reason, if you're really honest with yourself and you've not given them a reason to think that, then you probably just need to evaluate why do you care what these people think or, and why do you have them in your life? Because I think like that's something that I think everybody needs permission. And that is that your well-being is your priority, right? And independent of any societal pressures, sometimes we have to make hard choices to remove ourselves from relationships and situations that are not good for us. And maybe in this situation, like as hard as it would be and as much grief that comes along with this, maybe the OP just needs to make the decision to say like, I don't need to be a part of this drama. I don't need this in my life. I love you, but proximity, right? I just need to be distant and not have this family. And like, that's really hard to swallow because like everybody has this fantasy of, you know, like their family and like the feeling of duty. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It's duty, but it's also like a longing for something that, you know, Hallmark movies like paint a picture of that's like, Oh man, like my family could be cool like that. And like we hang out and, Oh man, me and me and dad went and ate some weed brownies and yeah, then found out he had cancer, you know, like just like, it's just like beautiful, like touching story, right? It's, it's a family stone. I'm thinking you ever see that movie? I love that. Movie. I don't know if I have it. Like, like what the word? Sorry. Very specific story with <laughs> no point of reference, but that's where my brain went is like, that's like, I look at that family and I was like, I'm like, I, it's like Diane Keaton and the guy who played coach. I don't know his name. Even. Oh yeah. I know. But, and then about. like a bunch of other actually very successful actors and actresses. Um, it's just this really like heartwarming story of like this very strained family dynamic, but like just intertwined with like a lot of love. So like, I think we put those sorts of stories on pedestals and like, we wish our own families could be that. Yeah. And more often than not, our families aren't that they're not supportive. They're not encouraging. They're not what we long for. Sometimes you just have to make a decision to let that go and grieve it and like stop giving a shit what your family thinks about you. If your family is so inclined to believe that you would do that and you know if you like introspectively look at yourself and you know you're not a piece of shit, then you need to like get your family out of your life and like go find people that support you and encourage you and actually want to think the best of you because these people aren't doing you a damn bit of good. You you have the right to choose your own tribe yes. and your tribe doesn't have to be your family. No. No. I think that's a I think it's a, a great way to sum it up. What makes someone an asshole in your book? How do they earn that title for you? Leaving cards at a parking lot. I don't know why, but I feel very strongly about it. Uh, and then people who drive like idiots, um, mostly because I'm a dad. Okay, so there are things like that. So shopping carts is actually a big one for me. The other thing that bothers me is people that blatantly litter. That gets me a lot, right? Like you throw a water bottle out of your window. Um, I almost beat up an old man once for doing that. Those kind of things, like this little disregard for other people at minor conveniences for yourself bother me a lot. If you know better and you don't choose to do better, then you're an asshole. For you watching this, what, what you, is your yeah. auto trigger? Like what what when you see someone do it or what when it happens to you is is that this person is an immediate asshole thing. Like no questions asked, no no, let me clarify it to them first to make sure they know they're being the asshole before I call them the asshole. What is the you did this you're an asshole for you? Ooh, I got another one. I got, I got one too. <laughs> You're sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got, I got one. Got the ones that really get me, I'm uh, like, I got, I got what, one. What is yours? Uh, go first, go first. No, please. Oh, okay. You are the guest. Hey. When people, um, when you're in a restaurant and you have a server 
and people treat that person like a server, right? Like they treat that person like they're less than them, um, you know, like this kind of stuff. You can tell a lot about a person, and I'm going to say this, you could tell a lot about a kid by how their parents behave in the parent pickup a drop-off line. You ever at the grocery store and you come across like ice cream on the chip shelf or something where somebody has taken oh, cold food? That one gets me. Yeah. that's that, And that's general laziness, right? If I saw someone do that, I'd probably hit them. <laughs> okay. So we, we need you to tell us what makes someone an asshole for you. And if there are 97 things that make someone an asshole for you, list them out. Let's go ahead and get the party started here. Separate, it's an asshole it's party. Separately, because if you list them all in one, I won't read them. And that make me, I don't know if that makes you the asshole or me the asshole, but I, need, I don't have the attention span to read them. We've gone through three Am I the Asshole stories, and we've done this, this little discussion here. Uh, and that wraps us up for this podcast. So, uh, Steve, Stevie Wonder. Dusty Dude, Thunder. Thanks so much. <laughs> Not good at technical stuff. You gave the mic a high five too. It's high okay. Five. Good yeah, job. it did a good job. Good work. We'll give that one a high five too. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and and talking about assholes with us Thank and you. actually having some really deep conversations here. I have never turned down once in my life an opportunity to just talk about assholes. I love it. Thank you for this. As long as I'm not the asshole being discussed, you. I'm game. I've never seen you be an asshole. Not once. Mm. I'm not around you that much, so I'm sure you're an asshole sometimes. Yeah, but, but back to this. Love that. Awesome podcast. Uh, we really appreciate having Steve here. We definitely plan on bringing him back. Let us know your thoughts on everything that we've talked about, but most specifically, what makes someone an asshole for you? Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.